I live in Southern California. Right. And it's a Cuban food desert. Desert. Okay. So There's a place with pastelitos there. Right? You know there. They We're are. We're going to say Portos. We're going to give them love. Yeah. <laughs> you like them? I love them. Okay. okay just asking. I just want to make sure. Okay. but let, Okay. So here I am. En el exilio del exilio. With, there's no Cuban food. So I think, what is a pastelito? Right. Uh, you know, puff pastry and guayaba, queso crema. So I just made one with, you know, frozen puff pastry. Yeah. That put me on the map. People yeah. are going. Boom. Yeah. You can do this at home. Boom. That's my cookbook. First of all, let's tell the people who you are. Hi. Oh, we haven't done that yet. Hi. Where am I looking? No, you don't need to oh, look anywhere. Yeah, this is all about just recording. Okay, we're, this we're, is, we're super audio, right? Thankfully, the is reason someone... why we have so many uh, people that listen is because they're only listening. Okay. If they had to all look right. at my mug every oh week, they would gosh. definitely not watch. Okay. That's so, for sure. So this is all audio. Audio. There's and some There's some video, but... This is an Instagram live thing, just hey, like a little bonus. Just Happy ignore Sunday. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Pretend I'm it's not even okay, there. Okay, all right. It's not, all this right. is the post-game conference of Croqueta Palooza. Oh, I'm just okay, kidding. No. We would never do that. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> tell me everything. Come on. Anyway, so I, I I'm in California. And I'm Wait, tell the people who you are. Oh, I have to. Yeah, identify say myself. your name. Yeah, yeah. Hi, everyone out there. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Marta Darby, and uh, I write a blog called My Big Fat Cuban Family. But I'm 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 here also. I'm Nick, and I have been setting up cameras, but. Tell, we don't matter. When, when when did you become aware of my big fat Cuban family? Uh, not not too long ago. I mean, I had With, heard of it what, Thursday. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about it before in the past, and then Nick brought it back to my attention just recently. So yeah. then I dove back in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't know that you had a book either. I'm self-published. Self-published. Stop saying that. Okay. It's amazing. Well, okay, thank you. This so, is already better than half the books I've wasted my money on. Sweet. Yeah. Everybody that has it loves it because it's just, I get the flavor right. Right. You know, the Cuban flavor. That's all I'm after. Well, because you care. I care. A lot of people are just writing books to write books and say no, that no, they no. fucking wrote this a book. No, no, no. This is like Sorry. legit. But I think, so walk us through like how you come into writing about food because you... I think a, a while back on yeah. social media, we did some posts in different places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was when you were celebrating the anniversary of the blog. 13 years that I've been blogging. Years. That's incredible. The blog is right? a teenager. <laughs> you're, you're what my friend Burger Beast would call a trailblazer. Oh, am I? Yeah, a trailblazer. Burger Beast is over here on, on the sidelines. Yeah. I don't know if we want to get a nod. No, we don't want him on the microphone. We're going to totally lose the podcast. It's going to turn into the oh, grinder. Man. He never called yeah, me gonna, a trailblazer. Oh, my God. Forget about this. Close it down. Shut Just down the podcast, please. Okay, you can you move my stuff? Hi. Man. I'm oh, yeah, is, Hi, I'm Marta. That's nice to very, you, Marta. This is a very Christmas-oriented T-shirt, sir. Oh, I do what I can. I know. Nice. You're, you're, like, like, you're typical black. I know. I feel like this is really like a Cuban. We just This is a Cuban household. That's what's yeah. happening. This show right. is completely off the rails. Right <laughs> now we're... Yeah. This may be the most okay. unorthodox... Podcast. There it is. Right. Free so, meals, yeah, Burger Beast. Free meals. Okay. So I want to write about. I, okay. Do you want? To, I started writing about being Cuban and living in South Orange County. Do you know where that even is? No, I have no. You don't clue. know California. It's, I know. I know. Under North Orange County. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't count North Orange County. Okay. We have South County. So the OC. Right. That's right. where I live. Okay. Between Los Angeles and San Diego, places people know is 
Orange County. I live right there, right in the middle. Little bedroom community. You know how many Cubans are there? One. Me. Yeah. And my family. Amazing. My big fat Cuban family. I know. So I started writing about what it's like to be Cuban in South Orange County. Incredible. And people connected to that. Like, oh, I live in wherever... It's like you feel almost very alien because when I lived in Virginia, it was there like... There it is, yeah. I, I was the only Cuban and they were like, well, you don't look Mexican. I'm like, well, because yeah. I'm not. Oh, you, <laughs> you speak Mexican? Yeah. yeah. So, it's my favorite. He's right. like, so how many Mexican friends do you have? I'm like, oh, oh man. Yeah. Like, maybe all my friends well, are that's Cuban. it. In California, that's what happens. Okay. Yeah, for so, sure. Right. Um, I, and no doubt. And then when you tell them what a pasalito or croqueta is, it's exactly. like... Exactly. Mind right, blown. so I draw people to myself. I I uh, host a lot of people during the summer. We do a movie night, and what they mean is outside, big screen, and we draw people, and I cook for them all. Amazing! Every Friday night. Do you choose the movie? I do. Oh, I do to I make like sure that, that it's. Do you stay like, like new school or old school? Old school. Oh yeah. Like you know, we go Marx Brothers, but we also do you know whatever is really fun and like right. the A Team was one of my favorites. Oh, I love. Okay, that. but I might deny it. Wait, is this on tape? Are you yeah, editing? No. Right. <laughs> we're gonna all that is we're gonna keep all that. Okay, so anyway, I draw people and I cook for them. And they go, "What is this food?" Mm. And there it is, it's Cuban food. So that's how you know Nick. It's like I was cooking online, right? Right. Were you in like, were, were you in college then? Yeah. So I first became aware of the blog when I was in college. We Carlos and I graduated from high school the same year, and so we both started school. We started college in two thousand five. Uh, but I think that was the experience of a lot of people who left Miami, and especially for Cuban food deserts, like, for instance, Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, that's uh, right. I remember that you're in right. Missouri. Yeah. Uh, and so I was, not only was I aware of your blog, but I also became involved with Babalu. Right. Which you were also publishing recipes and what Every other on. week I was cooking and publishing my recipes, which are now in here. Right. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know about you, Carlos, if you were ever... I ever found yourself on her website. I think I became aware of the blog um, around the same time when you were doing something for Babalu. Yeah. But I also went to college in New Orleans, Louisiana. And I was uh, one of the, I had that experience too. Like, hey, you don't, you speak Mexican? I was like, right, this, is, this is called Spanish. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Thank you. This is, but, we call right. this But where Spanish. are you from? I'm from Miami. Yeah. But what country? The United States. But you sound like you're not from here. Because I'm from Miami. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I became aware during that time um, of when you were doing stuff with Babalu. That's where I became aware. So it's, okay. it's been a little over 10, yeah. 15 years. So it's fun. I did at one point, I did some torrejas. Oh. But I stuff them with guava and cream cheese because I stuff anything with guava and cream oh, cheese when I can. Yeah. And I think that's the first time that Nick commented and he said, oh, that's, oh my that's word. That's what would take him out right. of his cave. Like, okay, wait a minute. Okay. You're stuffing things with cream <laughs> yes, cheese? Yes. Whoa. So, I'll mention something. That's how, that's how we got to know each other is he, he left a comment about my torreas. So, and here oh, we oh, are. That's all right. That's all it took. <laughs> So, gosh. welcome to Pancom Podcast. Oh my gosh, thank gosh. you. Now that you know who we are. I feel are. like um, we're, we're in the presence of greatness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. No, thank but you. really, to, I mean, to bring, to bring Cuban food to California or any other part of the world, when, yeah, <laughs> that people don't really totally understand it is always a challenge. And when they try it, they're amazed by it. They're right? amazed by it. Yeah, it's like a totally different experience for them because they think all Spanish food is spicy or tacos. Yeah, <laughs> or 
I'd like to go on record and say I had my first taco when I was like 12, all right? So yeah. it's not yeah. my experience. Like, what is this stuff you put on it? Oh, my word. Yeah. <laughs> this is very I'm trying hot. not to, you know, say. Oh, no, say all the things. <laughs> okay, all the it. things <laughs> are totally acceptable. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is Pongo Podcast. It's okay. very <laughs> unorthodox Ooh. what happens here. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so you go. Why doesn't he have a microphone? Do you share? Yeah, we normally will share. Okay, all right. Oh. Yeah, what is that? That was beautiful. Okay. So, what brings you to Miami? Well, I came for Croqueta Palooza. That's what I heard, and I couldn't believe it, so I wanted to hear it out of your mouth. Okay, so it's true. It's all true. (laughs) So, uh, Seth. Had a, a couple of years ago. Seth is Burger Beast, the Burger Beast. The he Burger is the Beast. Premier yeah. he had food me, trailblazer right? of South Florida. And I had followed like his blog. I thought he was awesome. And then he said, Hey, would you like to come and be a judge for Croqueta Palooza? Which seemed like a magical thing. Right. <laughs> right? At first you were like, <laughs> What? Yeah, you're joking, right? <laughs> what? I get to sit and eat croquetas, but. It, so I couldn't come a couple of years ago. And then this year, uh, the guys from a different podcast, Pero Let Me Tell You, they came out to California and they said, you need to come and be a judge at Croqueta Palooza. Mm. And my husband and my kids all said, yeah, mom, you should go. Mm. And here I am. So I called Seth and I said, I'm coming. I'll do it. And he said, shit. <laughs> that was it. We'll squeeze you yeah. in. All so right. I'm like, um, okay, let's try. So you said I could say anything. Yeah, you uh, can say whatever you want. This so is... I, you know, and having that, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm so glad I'm coming now. Yeah. We're all. <laughs> but it was at all. It was all good. It was all good. I'm. Like, they've been nothing but lovely to me. And so croquetas. How, how were the croquetas? Amazing. Good. But you know, when you're judging. Yeah. You can only take like one bite. I know, because you're trying 47 yeah. things. Yeah, and then, you know, I took a picture of every single one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, take a picture, taste it, smell it. It's going to be one hell of a scrapbook. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes, it That's is. That's a lot of croquetas in Yeah, there was so many croquetas. So that experience was amazing. I keep on referencing that because you are a big scrapbooker, yes? Yes. Okay. Or I have been. Now I do everything online. Oh, okay. You know, so I do, I, I've documented my life online. It's amazing. Yeah. We're so ahead of the curve, too. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, blogging before, I think even people our age knew what the hell a blog was. No. So, yeah. No? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, it's age, like yeah. nobody really knows. Like, the blog world today is... Everyone yeah, has it's a blog. Good, yeah, still, every person else. in the corner, 16 people on my staff have a blog. I'm a right. foodie and I okay. have a blog. <laughs> yeah. Can I get a free croqueta? Anyways. So I just started writing about being Cuban in Orange County. I homeschooled my kids. I have four kids. They're people now. They're like, you know, adults your age. And they're decent humans. And, and they have kids now. And yeah, I have two grandchildren. And Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, my, my life is just getting full and rich, and I feel like I've got a lot to say. I don't run out. And then I love talking about Cuban food. I love talking about food. Let's just, you know, generally. What's your other favorite food? Like type? Yeah, like cuisine. You know, Cuban, and then, and second, if I can't have Cuban today, I'm going to have... Italian. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. So, yeah. Pasta? Big pasta? 
Bueno, it has to be like, you know, just a notch up from pasta. Like eggplant parmesan is oh, my favorite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Speaking of which, should I put an order in? And for what? For? for food for Marta to eat. Whatever. I mean, whatever she But is like. there something that you okay, would like for her to eat? Okay, should I have said something different? No. You didn't, <laughs> no me soplo nada. You didn't tell me. Like, oh, yeah. Say you'd like this kind of food. No, I mean, yeah. Like, she could try our frita. I mean, we're in the presence a of a lot of frita <gasps> Uh, Wait, pressure okay. right okay, now. Okay, you know what? Burger Beast in the corner. Can I just tell you Person something? Person with a cookbook in. Okay, so in I it. got here with a list. Seriously, oh. I have a list of things I wanted to do. And I have not yet had a frita. Oh, oh okay. we got you. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go. I'll you know. go upstairs. You keep Get this going. Get one of each. Yeah. Okay. Tell them one of each. They know the move. They know the moves. They know All it. the moves. All right. I love uh, this. Yeah. I love, I love the frita we serve. Yeah? Yeah. It's a long... It's a... Good story. I mean, when we, when the big hurricane hit, I don't know, it was like two years ago. <laughs> okay. It was like two and a half years ago. We were shut down for like a week. Wow. Yeah, like six days. You're good. You're good. Um, and I was lucky enough that a friend of mine, uh, Richard Hales, had a food truck and he uh-huh. let me his food truck. And I took the food truck and basically for five days, all I did was serve fritas and whatever I could salvage oh from my. the restaurant. Yeah. And we had the frita on like the lunch menu and like happy hour, but right. that frita kept us alive. It yeah. kept the restaurant going because I mean, what? See with the, the scratch that money, was a yeah. beautiful story. Yeah, I mean, you know, people always ask me, it's like, you know, it's a fancy restaurant. Why do you have a frita? I'm like, because it means something. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a frita. Okay, so uh, my experience of a frita is, you know, five year old me Havana, yeah. and you know, if you could get a frita, and they were like, I think five cents. Yeah. I, if we went like whatever downtown, wherever it was that downtown was. Right. Sorry, I don't have that much memory of Havana, but if we could get a real frita. This before, you know. Yeah. The thing happened. He who there. must not be named. Yes. <laughs> he, he who took the fritas. <laughs> right. He who took all well, the everything fritas. from us. Yeah. So that was I time travel with a frita. It's I great. Time travel. My mom. Yeah. Never had a frita until I made her one. Come on. I know. It's crazy. How did that happen? I've, I mean, there I guess in Pinar de Rio, there was no fritas. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's where my dad's from. Or, you know. Yeah. 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 They're, I mean, no. when, I, when, I, when I told her, I was like, oh, you know, you want a frita? And she was like, what is that? What is that? What do you mean? What do you mean? What is that? Wow. My mom, how do you not know what a frita is? Oh. It's one of those things. Okay. Yeah. See, so I remember, it didn't happen often, but if we were out shopping in El Encanto, mm-hmm. then I would always ask, well, can I have a frita? And it must have been like a that version of food trucks when I mean yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. So um actually Burger Beast and I have talked about this the frita cart a lot. He yeah. sent me like photos and breakdowns. Is that, that real you have probably something in your museum yeah. world about fritas. So that's yeah, so that's <laughs> when you think of frita, that's where I go. I like to, I'm a child in Let's Havana. talk let's talk back then when you were a child. Won't you share? Okay. So you <laughs> So you came in 1961. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know so much. for three years? I lived in Miami for three years. Well, before 61. Okay, right. Okay. Where did you live? In Havana. Havana. I was born there. Yeah. And then we lived in El Bedao. Uh-huh. I don't, you know, so... How had, old were you when you came here in 61? Uh, just before I turned six. Oh, okay. So, so you were still young. like a kid kid. I was a little kid kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then Miami for three years, right? And in Miami for three years. And then you left. You both. And then we moved to California. Wow. Santa been there Monica. Ever since. Yep. Wow. So then our family just grew there. So let me tell you about the culture shock Please of moving tell me. from in Cuba, 
we actually we lived in the city, but we owned a farm in Bejucal. Nice. So, ham. You picture fresh ham. Yeah. Fresh pork. Leche uh, con You know, God. everything is delicious and All that fresh. sounds delicious. Yes, it does, right? Yeah. So we moved to Miami, and there is Oscar Mayer oh, yeah, it's bologna yeah. on white Wonder Bread. Which, it was like, it, I, I'm still like a little bit uh, shocked by what happened there. Yeah. You know? So I'm that, not, I have the nothing against white bread. I have nothing against white bread. Like no, no, bread. pero that culture was the shock. culture shock. Yeah. Was the food thing was the most shocking thing mm-hmm. coming here. Like, what happened to all the delicious how food? Was, how was the Cuban population here in '61? Uh, there's very few. There Scarce. was, you know, all eight of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we did live in Six the south. Cubans. Yeah, we lived in the Southwest. Right. And I went to a little. School, which, by the way, we, I drove by the other night. It's still there. I went Where? From, uh, it's Silver Bluff Elementary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I grew up by there. I, okay. grew, up, I grew up in Shenandoah. So. All right. See, yeah, okay. You know, my one of my sisters, I think, went to Shenandoah. That's not important right now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we grew up there for like a few years, but it was only a few families. And then, they, you know, Cubans started coming. There was like maybe six Cuban kids in my class and... You know, I remember that I had the best uh, pronunciation, mm-hmm. and they let me translate the lunch menu over the PA. Oh, this was like huge! It's do you amazing. care about these things? Of it's, course, it's, I do. it's always about food for me. It's all <laughs> everything has to do with food for it me. It always too. goes back That's, down there. Yeah. My life just boils down to like, so what are we having for dinner? Yeah, That's really, <laughs> and dinner for me could be at one in the morning, or okay. it doesn't really matter. I have found that out about. Miami, that people eat here like anytime, anywhere. Well, I think because of my job, it's just yeah. like I'll, I'll oh, get out of work to like 11 and then yeah. I'll end up somewhere. What's your favorite thing to eat at that hour? She wondered out loud. <laughs> 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 oh, man. At Won't that, you share? At that hour. I mean, growing up in Miami, I've ended up at Casola's way too many times, right? Okay. Pizza. Um, you know, there's. Like, other, but what kind? I mean, just regular cheese pizza. I see. At Casola's, that's like, I mean, if okay. not, you're going to wait 45 minutes for a slice. That's how okay. Casola's operates. All right. There are free samples and lots of them. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, slim pickings at that hour. You know, I am one that I will make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and be very happy. Really? Oh, yeah. Isn't very that happy. funny? I'm like a simple food. Not I don't like any a lot of fuss when I'm... Yeah, when it's just you're just feeding yourself. Me, there's like zero fuss. Okay, have you ever tried like? Okay, I made a pizza. I made. I don't know if the recipe is in here. I started with sofrito. Oh, it's, and then it's just Cuban pizza. There it is. Oh, I mean, my grandfather's been making like Cuban mac and cheese or Cuban spaghetti right? for a million years. Just see sofrito, chorizo, some kind of noodle, some kind of tomato sauce. It's and like we share a brain, your grandfather and I. Because yeah, I mean, that's he's me that too. guy. He's, he's, the, he's the real chef of the family. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's so the is he one. your inspiration? Yeah, my both my grandparents. Oh, I yeah. love that. There's pictures of them all over the dining room upstairs. Okay. Right, so I'll you'll see that there's one of him in, a, in his bakery in Cuba. Bakery there. was where? Uh, in Pinar del Rio. Yeah. I mean, he... So it was never like super formal, but he used to bake in like a wood oven that he took um, pieces off mango trees. And he's told me the story like 14 different times. Oh, my goodness. And make these like coconut pastries. And 
That's how. But they take like coconuts and yeah, you know, they start like from real, scratch. Yeah, like not there's not like the uh, shaved coconut in a bag. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, so that's why he whenever whenever he sees me cooking and he sees me using like a peeler, he's yeah. always like, "You're soft." <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and then he'll it, grab yeah. like a knife and just start peeling it. You got like do a real nothing. the real yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're supposed to do it like this. To, uh, like, you're right. I mean, okay, you know what? The truth is that I cheat. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I cheat. I just want the flavor at the end of the what day. What do you mean you cheat? But I don't go for the I, all the time for the completely like fresh whatever. Uh-huh. You know, my arroz con pollo is the best thing you'll ever taste. But I use. You know, cans of tomato sauce. I don't like. I mean, that's fine. Smash up a, t- a tomato. And it's totally fine. I'm just letting that's not you know. Cheating. I feel why like I'm. Com- this feels like a confessional here. Why? Like, <laughs> but like, why okay, is that considered cheating? You know, because and then the pastelitos that I make with puff, frozen puff pastry. Because oh, I'm not I, making if you my pastry. Find me. I want you to find me five pastry chefs that yeah. can even make puff pastry. That's where we're at. Okay. It's very hard. Okay. You're fine. You're not All cheating. Right. Okay, you know what? I feel better right now. Good. I feel. I actually feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a first on Panko Podcast. <laughs> so my, when, my self-esteem just went up. So um, Cuban food in California. Oh, Desert, r- Really? It's Okay, so there's Porto's Bakery. Okay, and it's good. And it is good, and they, they're doing it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Burger Beast is making faces as I'm talking about Porto's. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been, so I can't. I okay. Mean. Well, one day, if you come to California, yeah. this is where I would take you so that you could understand me. Oh, yeah. Because so, that's it, the only it. place that we have that has... Okay, so the patelitos are called guava and cheese strudel. Why? Because they cater to the masses. So and people don't pe- know what they're talking They about don't know now. what a oh. patelito is. Yeah, well, no, you know, in a pastry, but they—they're—it's an amazing pastry shop, and they serve real. It really is amazing, mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful—the um, American dream story. Right, they've been very successful, and they're lovely people. Good for so them. So that's where you get your Cuban food. There's one Cuban restaurant within. We have to drive for about twenty minutes. I mean, called Bella Cuba. Okay. And they don't advertise, and it's always full of Cubans. You know, oh, like good. the twelve Cubans that live yeah, in Orange County. Yeah, all thirteen County. Cubans yeah, that live there. That's where they are. That's good. So, how are uh, the but beans? The, that's everything, right? Yeah. Is that how you judge a Cuban yeah. restaurant? Yeah. How are the too? beans? The beans are perfect. Perfect, like my mom used to make. Oh, I don't know. That's good. I mean, beans are like that's it. Is it? Is that's how I judge that? And I will never because consistency of the beans, right? For me, is or everything. the taste that taste. You know, well, the I mean, I think if if the consistency is right, then the taste is going to be there because that, like that, to me, that means that you gave it the proper love. I feel like I feel like you understand what consistency. is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like for me. Uh, if I see like watery black beans, oh, I'm just gonna no, be like, I feel no. like I'm in like a movie. And I'm just like, no, 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 I feel you. Yeah. So, but every now and then, you know, you got to cheat with the maduros too, but that's not important right now. Okay. So, but, uh, I love my own arroz con pollo so much that I will never order it in a restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, you know, you're not going to get it right. Sorry. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to, like, maybe you'll get it right. No, I don't know. But everyone's so, idea of getting it right is different. 
So it could be not not what you envision getting. Yeah, right. no. If you use mine, you'll you'll go. Oh I'm my gonna God. make yours. We're gonna are do you? A are you? Big are you gonna do it tonight? Yeah. yeah. We'll do we'll do a, we'll do a video. We'll uh, do a little. Dinner. Uh, <laughs> hey, we'll do a <laughs> little demo. Do huh? Marta's yeah, arroz con pollo. It's my Cuba nostalgia. Is my arroz con pollo. Yeah. Well, we did arroz con pollo once. Talk a bit about what the recipe development or whatever ends up looking like because you are catering to people who don't have access to all the same things that you would in South Florida. Right. So, so okay. how does that affect things when you're doing recipes, whether for the cookbook or for the website? Okay, so I start with the flavor that I want. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started, like, okay, I'm going to get from here to there. But I usually write a story about why this food is important to me. So this is, like, the frita starts with, I'm a child and I'm in Havana and I'm with my mother and I'm young and everything's fine, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what the frita, that's the representation. So when I develop a recipe, there's the story behind it. And for me, that's the most important. And then I think, well, do people really want to read through this story? But that's the thing that's touching nerves is the, the story. So I tell the story this is what happened, or this is my, uh, talk about like your grandfather. My grandmother may, you would make a flan for her husband, my grandfather. Who, mm. You know, they were very old. This is in the early 1900s, mm. and she made it in a, a, a carbon, you know, yeah. <laughs> with the stove, yeah. whatever. You understand me. Okay. And so my mom says that flan was perfect, and she made one every single day. You know, not even like there was no like turn to three fifty and yeah, yeah. <laughs> around here, right? Yeah. So she just made it in a in a in el carbón every single night. She's made the most beautiful desserts, so it became legendary. How yeah. do you people do this? Yeah. So that was my inspiration. That's real. That's real cooking. That's, that's real like cooking. that's like uh, why that's, I have that's such beyond. a. A real connection to like wood fire cooking and coal cooking because right. it's like it really imparts that like proper flavor. Back to what you were saying is connecting with the flavor and having a story behind the story. it. Yeah, that's uh, a big part of like area. The whole kind of the turning point for the restaurant yeah. was was understanding that more and doing that more. So I, I think people do connect more than we like because uh, whether. You know, you say whether they want to know the story, they want to read it, or they want to hear it. Like here, they hear it and they eat it. And yeah. They, I mean, they're experiencing it while they're dining. They, it's they do want to be a part of it. You know. Yeah. And I know we're always like apprehensive, but because you know it's like part of who we are. But it it, it is good. It gets out there, and I don't know. I love it. Truly. Yeah. So I'll, let me tell you that the most uh, response and most mail that I get. You know, talk about Nick again. Uh, is usually from young people who are who you know will like take a recipe and they'll make it and say, "You don't understand." Abuela used to cook everything, mm. and she passed, and then didn't leave. Yeah. her you know, she just did it. Cocinaba de oído, you know. <laughs> she right. just Put whatever. Well, that's and, how they. they and operate. that's how you do it. That's how they operate. So you know, and then I'm when I started, my, I'm trying to get them to put stuff on paper, and it's very difficult. No, well, yeah, it's, it's very hard. And when I started doing, you know, just cooking, I'm like, okay, this looks like about a quarter cup. I don't know, más o menos. Right. So you have to. People want like, and how long exactly? Más o menos. Yeah. So that's how I cook. But anyway, uh, young people were responding and writing to me and saying, "You captured the flavor. I tried this recipe." 
and my Cuban husband or my, you know, this or my grandmother used to cook like this. And those are the stories that just knock me out. They're it's amazing. Like, you see a lot of response from like middle America? Everywhere. Yes. Amazing. Yes. That's cool. So wherever Cubans end up, Missouri, even. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It's like the Where was it? Louisiana? Yeah. 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 Virginia. Virginia. All those There's Cubans, you know, everywhere. We're scattered. <laughs> we're we're out there. Yeah, we're, we're infiltrating there. everywhere. And, but I, I imagine even among non-Cubans, right? Because 13 years ago, we didn't have the same saturation of food and cooking no, websites. No. So it wasn't as hip to be Cuban. Well, but, 13 but, years but ago. it wasn't even as hip to be writing about food online. Period. At all. So I'm sure there were people who had no connection. They're like, oh, here's this new little cooking adventure I can go on with Marta. Yeah. Yeah, which is a whole other like layer of. That's one of the things that I think is so cool is that. Before it was really occurring to a whole lot of people who wrote about food professionally, you were online sort of like really cornering. You oh, know. totally. Now, if you look at my photos from them, and there's, and I decided to keep them and not like bring them up today, they're like yellow and grainy. Nobody cares. Mm. <laughs> you know, sure. Nobody cares about that beautiful food shot. I mean, it's really fun to like on Instagram see perfect food mm. pero nobody cares they just like you got the taste right and you know people are always telling me it's like oh i got your cookbook and it's all dirty now i was like yes well, that means that's how used. it should be right i mean it's being used yeah that's good. so anyway so are we gonna have a, a second book <laughs> in, my, <laughs> in my mind yeah. well, I was like, look. So, but t- talk a little bit about the the process of the first one because to to me the idea of even if I cooked as much as you do, yeah, the idea of writing a cookbook would be daunting because there's a lot of stuff that goes into that that you, I imagine, had to kind of learn on the fly. Yes. Okay. Yourself. So I, these are basically started as blog posts. Okay. I started blog posts. I'd write the story, and I, you know, and I had pictures. I start with the photos, and sometimes, you know, because I'm not going to say it was kind of lame, pero. <laughs> It would be like I'm cooking this for my family. Let me take some pictures, and then I'll I'll write about this tomorrow. You know, and that worked for me. It was never this. Oh, I want to do this beautiful, but it was a passion project in that I just wanted to get it out there. Yeah. And you know, here's here's here it is. You know, here's my book, and I I did it myself. I published it myself. This is my family. You know, these are my kids, my girls, my sisters, my my grandmother's table. So, hey, before we go to whatever it was that, that you had in mind, because mm-hmm. we, we were one thing that we talked about when Eileen, when we had Eileen Andrade on the yeah. show, we talked about um, Cuban food yeah. or Cuban cooking as whether it's uh, overt or not, its own sort of political act, right? Because you're preserving. This food that doesn't Ooh, exist in another place. Yeah. You and I know each other. So I forget whether I mentioned this to you, Mike, but Matt and I met, it was probably like 07. Yeah. At Guadalajara. Like, yeah. yeah, when <laughs> I was, right, yeah, when I was, uh, when we were both doing stuff on Babalu Blog. Right. Which, really outside of what you were doing, was like a very uh, overtly political Cuban-American Oh, oh yeah. Oh, thing. yeah. Talk a bit about what your experience was there because you 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 were sort of like in a weird position in online cuban america yes of like having one foot in the oh it's just fun we're having patelitos and the fuck fidel yeah, <laughs> thing right, side right. Of, of talking online about being cuban okay so uh here's how that all started uh i made crema de vi because mm-hmm. we do that every year my family or me me and my kids my kids and i 
No lo dije right. Okay. So but but I like it. no lo dije right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the most correct thing. Okay, right. Yeah. Thank you. So instead of baking cookies at Christmas time, we make tons of cream. We give it to the neighbors, to, you know. Children. The, to, <laughs> <laughs> we give it to, you know, instead of cookies, well, that's what we do. We make the crema de vie and package it, you know, in a real pretty way. And so I wrote about this, that this was, you know, this recipe, we make, we've been making it for years. Like, I remember as a child, again, they let us sip on it, Noche Buena, you know. So, and I let my kids do that too. So they are adults now, and it's a family thing. Let's go, it's creme de vie night. So anyway, so I posted that recipe and that story online, and uh, Val from Babalu Blog found me. And he says, would you, do you want to do a cooking thing on our blog? And I, and I loved reading, you know, all the political stuff, but it got crazy sometimes. <laughs> so I said, well, sometimes I feel like that's, you know, I'm, that's out of my depth. Right. But I said, as long as I can tell my story and I can just do it my way. And he said, you do whatever you want to do, right? So as it turns out, this is a long story. So I had never met Val before. Of course, it's all online. And uh, he po- that was when you could post anything on a blog. So he posted this photo of a little schoolhouse. And I said, wait a second. I've seen that photo of it before. So I asked my mom, I go, do you recognize this online? And she says, that was the little schoolhouse in Manati. And so I said, Val, is that... You know, who went to school there? And he said, well, my dad. And so I said, Mom, do you recognize this last name, Prieto? And so I said, in the meantime, I'm typing, uh, Val, my grandfather's last name is Pérez Pueyes. And so he said, Pérez Pueyes had a big German shepherd that took a bite out of my uncle's but when he was a child. And I said, stop it right now. So I asked my mom, I said, do you know this? She goes, there was a kid, Pepin Prieto, and my dad paid for all his medical bills because the German shepherd took a bite out of his butt. This is how we bonded, okay? So he goes, that was my uncle, Pepin. So I found a picture of the German shepherd, and I sent it to him. And anyway, he says, okay, you got to cook on my blog. We're family now. And anyway, so I tried to stay in my lane. So I said, I'm just going to cook. Pero being Cuban, like you said, Oof. is being political, whether you want to or not. Right? Correct. Okay. I went like off on a tangent. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. No, like the, the, the conversation my... that we were having with Eileen of, uh, of Finca um, was about the fact that, you know, whatever it is that you're cooking, there's always this thing at the very least in the back of your mind. Yeah. Right? That, that you're making a thing that people don't have access to. Carlos, is, we've brought the story up a million times on this podcast, but what? Carlos's cousin Andy, who came, how long ago was it now? Like seven years, seven, eight, eight years? years? Oh, recent. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I travel, so Andy is the art director at Cigar Snob, and we do a lot of traveling around, and he invariably comes across people who will hear his accent and ask where he's from, and he'll say, hey, Cuban, and oh, I want to go to Cuba, and I want to eat Cuban food, and that's where he lets them know, there I had no all Cuban my food. favorite Cuban dishes for the first time when I was like 27 years old. Wait, in stop. Miami. In Miami. Let's have a moment of silence for that. That's beautiful, right? <laughs> There's no is. Cuban food in Cuba. Right. Well, it's sad, too. It's, well, it's hard to say. Yeah. He's having it here. He's able to have it here. Yeah. But it's sad that he hasn't been able to have it 
for 27 years in oh Cuba. Oh my gosh. But that's okay. Stupid. I know. That's so, okay. That breaks my heart, right? And so, yeah. So just to put context, like that's that was the conversation we were having about Cuban food being sort of inherently political on some level. Yeah, yeah. Because the politics have altered the history. So of the food, we left so all of that, or, or was taken from. So, okay, we're not going to go there, are yeah. we? Okay. That's a, well, I mean, but um, part of that episode that we talked about with Eileen was the younger generation, how we influence Cuban food and how we want to see Cuban food go forward and, you know, like our expression of Cuban food, like how that's changed. It's beautiful. I've yeah. been eating around this? Miami. You ready for this, Marta? Marta, surprise. Oh, my Marta. gosh. Fritas on the table. Fritas on the table. Okay. A lot oh, of my gosh. And water. Stop it. This is, this There's is Koreans so on here? Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, so, one of each. so you want to walk us through these here? I'm not sure. Yeah, you Korean uh, yeah. is right here. Classic should be right there. Americano. And then... Um, That's the pops. pops? Oh, okay. Okay. So... Which one are you... The the This is the classic. The classic is just uh, ketchup, onions, I figure if we get a, Maybe we get a knife and um, cut them up. The Americano is my version of like the classic American... Bacon cheeseburger, but with uh, frita patty. Yeah. Uh, and then it's got chug sauce on the bottom, which is like our burger sauce. Right. The Korean is with, um, it's like a spicy gochujang on the bottom. Um, shave, fresh cucumbers, house-made kimchi, papitas. And then the pops is after my um, fiance's dad, that he's yeah. like an, an amazing cook. Mm-hmm. And I was not a believer in uh, blue cheese um, Ooh, so he yeah. does this uh, blue cheese frita for, I'm pretty sure his kid's um, birthday. You get him And it's got caramelized onions. <laughs> and I don't think it will be. So ours is done with on on Martin's rolls, um, and okay. our patty is not completely beef. It's a combination of beef and pork, fifty fifty blend. And then a bunch of... Because you love me? <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any other way? Yeah. Well, yeah, there kind of is. I put, like, ham in mine. Yeah, so, that's yeah. amazing. Ours is uh, beef, pork, lots of spice. Um, can I... Can yeah, I go for it. Go for it. Y las papitas that you have there? Yeah, we house every day. So which one did you go with? What was... Uh, where'd you start? Sure. Classic. Ketchup. This is beautiful. Thank you. A big part of this restaurant that I love is that you can come here and you can have like a very fancy meal. You can eat foie gras, whole ducks, short ribs, but then you can also have this frita, mm-hmm. which at happy hour we sell for five bucks. What did you name it, Ariette? Um, there was a restaurant that my grandparents worked at in Cuba named Ariette. See, it always goes back to that, doesn't always. it? It's our roots. Our roots yeah. are everything. So I always say that I'm 100% Cuban. I'm 100% American, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that dancing on the hyphen thing. I'm Cuban-American, and I'm super proud of both. So what's I love your, all kinds of food. What's your experience of that in uh, in L.A., where you're such a Cuban culture, you know, ambassador <laughs> in a place where other Hispanic cultures are, are dominant? Uh, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it's a tough gig because... Like you said earlier, it's like, oh, you speak Mexican? Right. You get you know. with, like, all the other, just Hispanics. Hispanics, yeah. Right? So no, Latinos. 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 Right. And, you know, we're very close to the Mexican border, so we do have a 
large mm. Mexican population, and I do love Mexican food. Course, yes. Me too. Pero I don't represent them, and you're not Mexican. And, yeah, and I I don't you know you you guys probably I, not, I don't know if you get it here, but you don't look Cuban. It's like okay, let's review. Right. What here, does a Cuban so look much. like to you? Here it's not a, as much of a thing. Yeah, no, at all. Yeah. But in, in my world, like, you don't look Cuban. Well, because Hispanics have a way of a look to them, I guess, where you're coming from. Yeah. Right? So but it's exactly that. It's like, what does a Cuban look like? Yeah. My so, mom has blonde hair and green eyes. Yeah. Yep. So I have the blue eyes, and so do all my kids. And Oh, really? All yeah, of them? yeah. Oh, lucky so, kids. Lucky kids. Neither Thank me, you. me nor my sister got that. We both mm-hmm. have brown eyes. Yeah. I had. I just had a daughter five months ago. She Ay, has, felicidad. She has light eyes. There's yeah. not a light eye in my family. Where did it come from? My wife's grandmother had blue eyes. Ay, qué lindo. So and your wife is Cuban, too? She's Cuban, too. She's Cuban, three. She's super <laughs> Cuban. She's super Cuban. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, so being Cuban... On you know, on the West Coast is very different, and and you know, I'm walking around. I'm American, obviously. I've raised here, but with all of that, my word, Cubanity. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know what I'm talking about. So we, this is why I started blogging actually at some point because I was trying to document the things we did, and I was homeschooling my kids, and I thought, you know, we're doing the regular school, and I'm teaching them to read and write, and we're doing all of that, but then. I taught my daughter how to play El Igno Nacional on the piano. Yeah, so that's you know, she's doing piano lessons. Let's do it this way. So, you know, and my mom would come over and spend weekends with us and uh, you know, she so they would get, you know, their grandmother's point of view. My mom lived to be hundred and three. She just passed a couple of years ago. God bless her. So she became like this personaje on my blog. And so she would always say, you know, my mother would add this, and so I'd like jump on it, and like let me try the recipe, like Abuela would have done it, mm. you know. Was the blog an outlet for you, like being where you were? Yes. In Southern California, an outlet to kind of express your cute, your cubanity, my cubanity is the word. Cubanity is the word. Oh, I need to trademark that. Write that down. You should. Okay. <laughs> I'll never use it unless you allow me. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give you rights right now, oh, just because you fed me this no, beautiful you got, that. you got that recorded. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. It was an outlet. It was. An it outlet. was an outlet. It's just, oh, our lives are so wonderful wonderfully strange yeah, right. because I'm homeschooling my kids we're, but we listen to Celia Cruz in the car and I cook picadillo tonight and so all my kids got that and the music and the food the food especially that's right. you know that's one of the ways that the, the cultures communicated through food and in, in California I, I imagine it's so different I, I'm born and raised in Miami yeah so I cannot imagine a place I can't imagine growing up Cuban family in an area where being Cuban is kind of not the majority, right? Like everyone yeah, here it's in Miami, unusual. it is such a weird experience growing up Cuban in Miami because it's the predominant culture and way of life here. Yeah. I imagine in California, there's it's hard. Like even if it's you pockets, wanted to, there's pockets. Of, even if you wanted to, it, you it's hard to express your Cubanness. In, it is. In, Except for, you know, ironically, when I was growing up and there's uh, my best friends in like seventh, eighth grade were all Cuban. They're all Cuban families that had landed in the same place because, you know, we clung to each other. Mm-hmm. There was no, you know, no one else understood you, right. you know. 
So what are these these crackers? Galitas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how often, sure, how often have you come back to Miami? Uh, not often enough. No, it, uh, uh, Like Nick said, a few years back for Cuba Nostalgia, I was here, I think, uh, 07, 08, and maybe one more time after that, but I, I don't come here often enough. You know, I have, life is in session right, right. In, in my world. So, yeah. Have you seen like a change in the Cuban community here yes. in, those, in that yes. course of the 20 years? And I think probably what you're talking about, what you're doing with your food, that wasn't happening back, you know, 10 years ago. Right. And I, uh, I had uh, lunch on Friday. I'm not sure what day this is anymore right now. Today is Sunday. Thank you. Oh, All right, you. Sunday. So on Friday, I ate at uh, Amelia 1931. Oh, Eileen's place. Oh, yeah. By my yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're, there you go. I didn't know it was by your house. Yeah, otherwise, no, I would have stopped you by. You should have known. <laughs> How great is that place? It was so great. So look, we had like feel, some vibe, pork belly that had like that Asian taste. And, That's Eileen. But... It was Cuban, too, yeah. at the same time. And then we had some lobster on, a, like, a, a tostón. I don't know. It was Whatever that she did, it was like, this alchemy is just beautiful. She's so, amazing. Yeah. So I love she, it. And I love what you're doing here. Thank you. Her, um, she fed me the best croquette I've ever had. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, many of us have ever had. <laughs> well, just, it wasn't from Eli. It was from... Amelia's. Oh, From okay. hers. Okay, yeah. So this is the most beautiful food. And then we had this timba thing oh. for dessert. But it was like, you know, next level it was timba. timba. <laughs> <laughs> it was in a cup and, you know, there was chunks of guava. And I, I wanted to like dive in and, you know, swim in it till my fingers got pruny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it was so beautiful. <laughs> So, where else uh, have, did you have you gone anywhere else to eat other than the croquetas and Amelia's? Uh, last night, um, these other, these guys took me to their house in Westchester and did a lechon with you know they homemade. Know, it was a whole they know how to cook over there. Yeah, it was a whole Cuban meal with family and friends, and and I felt like super loved. Good and, for you. Yeah, That's so awesome. we went to Vicky Bakery. I thought oh, yeah. I think it's mandatory. Like. I think it's federal mandate, right? If you go to Miami, you got to go to Vicky's. Yeah. So next time you should come to Chugs. Okay. Okay. I have heard nothing but great things about Chugs. So, so the plan yeah. the plan is to walk here, to yeah. walk from here to Chugs after we're done recording, so she can get some stuff to take home. Oh, if, yeah. there's any, if there's anything left. Oh yeah. So oh, that's what Nick gotta, said. I said Nick. The people that work there. Yeah, we'll see. I'll so. Let you know. I did. We made a plan. This isn't like... I like these plans. I like He's plans. not making it up. I just... No, I actually I like, said... I like the plans. Even if he was, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, you know, Seth is... Seth gave me a list before I came. And I've got it on my phone. I've got so my So, do phone. you see, like, for example, over the course of the last 20 years of you back and yeah, forth... Yeah, back and forth. Do you see almost like a stronger sensibility with younger Cubans than you did before? Yes. You know, there's a word for it. It's called retro acculturation. Whoa. It's a real word. Tell me about this word. Retro acculturation. I like it. That is this younger generation reaching back, and we want that. Those are our roots, and we want to represent that, and we want to express it in our own way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? I'm sure it that does, I'm sure that resonates with you. Yeah, yeah. So this is my kids. If you met my kids, my, my oldest daughter, who was... Born in California, 
uh, my ex-husband, her father, is German, and she's more Cuban than anybody sitting here at this table. I like that. They'll tell you. Yeah, she's... She's got her, her Cubanity is intact. Same with my other kids. They love, that's the first thing they'll say. Well, I'm Cuban, you know? Yeah. So it's the retro acculturation. They love, they love having the Cuban roots. So I love, I love what's happening now. Like you said, in the last 20 years, this is new. Yeah. This is, I was just at Martha's of Miami and, yeah. you know, it's like, she just, Lightning, business, lightning has business, struck, right? Yeah. right? And well, the same with what of, you're doing here with Chugs too, and here. Yeah, uh, this is it's time for you now. It's you part know? of not being. It's like don't run away from who you are. I think yeah. for forever, and we've spoken about this several times in the podcast. Is like you know you're almost trained to an extent to just you don't you don't want to do this, which is of the culture that is we're trying to push away out of your brain. We want you to do this. We yeah. want you to get the venti latte. Forget about your <laughs> cafe con leche. Yeah, you know, right. like we want you to, you know, forget uh, pastelitos, just eat all the chocolate chip cookies. Like these are stupid examples, but yeah. this is a small ways of them trying to push our culture away from us, you know? And, and it's like, you know, we're going to drown out. We're going to drown you with all this terrible current Spanish music. Right. And then we're going to make you forget about who Benny More was. Yeah. Don't get me started. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you I know agree that Spotify with you. Spotify does that like uh, artists of the decade or whatever. Benny More was mine. Yeah. Which is something that I'm super proud of because it could have been. Could have been anyone. Could have yeah. been. I mean, a lot of other things. But it's just those kind of things like those that we. For us. 30s, yeah, you know, 40s, yeah. 20s. What, like, where are we from? Who yeah. are we? What are we about? What are we about? Like, there's so, there's already so many things to be confused about in today's world. Yeah, don't be confused about your culture, you know, your language, your music, your all that stuff. And a lot of that, when I talk to younger Cuban Cuban Americans. We're proud to be American, but we are mm-hmm. super proud to be Cuban as well. So it's like, and we're, I, I, the one thing I feel about this generation is apart from the last like 15 years or whatever, is that we we're want we want to be heard. We're going to be heard. Yeah, yeah. Whether people like it or not. Because there's so much like misinformation. Now, today's term is fake news. Yes. There's so <laughs> yeah. much like fake news yeah, yeah. about Cuba and like how great things are. So it's oh like. Oh my gosh. Crazy making. Yeah, That's crazy it's, making. It's, it's intense. So it's like. We're we're smarter than that. Mm-hmm. We're we're not going to just fall into this machine of like just uh, I don't know. It just feels like they want to fit us into a machine, and we're going to go with that. It's not going to happen. Do you think that's a thing that's that's Miami, or do you think? Well, that's I don't know. I mean, this is this is our sample size. Um, you know, like I don't I don't know many Cubans outside of Miami. The ones that I do left here, yeah, to go elsewhere, and just recently, so mm-hmm. they do feel the same way that like I do and a lot of the people that I hang out with do um I don't know I I think it's a generational thing that people want to they want to be heard and they don't want to fall into this like machine aspect of like everything's fine everything's gonna be fine oh no yeah I can look at the tv bright lights it's fine it's not fine yeah it's not fine (laughs) yeah we're not gonna say it's fine so and it's also, I think, for us in Miami, we're so close in proximity to yeah. the island, right. too, that I, I think a lot of people our age almost feel helpless that we can't do more and we want to do more. Right. And it's like, 
how how far are we willing to take this? And and how far can you? Right. To, yeah. What kind of an impact can you make? All right. So I'm going to use a term that uh, the influencer thing. So this <sighs> is. Oh, I know. I hate oh, it. I hate oh, it. All right. I know. I said it. I know. I said it out loud too. <sighs> I'm so sorry, to, but you know what? We should describe Tell me. To it's our real. The reaction. Here I am. Like, yeah, but you're you're. That's different. That, I think I think that's completely different. But I don't call myself an influencer. I know. But just You're, recently, said, we oh, call I, you trailblazers. Yeah, trailblazers. Yes, I like that so much better. Yeah, me too. Like you know, this is I started heading in this direction. I was like, come on, this is who we are, and our culture is beautiful, and it's fraught with peril. And may we, I? Right. I if I may. You may. Okay. The like, <laughs> you have had an incredible amount of influence. Just like he has had an incredible amount of influence. And I'm pointing at Burger Beast, not Nick or Carluba. But um, the difference is, is that the place that those influences come from within you is a place of, like, it's a place of good. It's not like you just want to influence someone for something in return. It's because you want to tell a story. Yes, that's exactly right. You have a feeling about something. Your feeling is very strong about your family, your culture, Mm -hmm. your food. This is my passion. Yeah, and that's cool. Like, So creating influence is great, but I think your impact is much bigger than just being calling anyone. (laughs) I'm sorry. Your head exploded just a little bit when I said that word. I know. (laughs) I'm gathering right now. I just ordered us dessert. Did you? Yeah. I love you for that. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get like a new new version of Cuban desserts. And what does that mean to us? Yeah. What's an old version of Cuban desserts? So I can see... Traditional. I mean, traditional, I mean, like the flan that I grew up with. Yeah. Right. Which is amazing still. Yeah, still. You know what's crazy? And something to what you mentioned earlier, like how they could just cook it in like a charcoal yeah. oven. Yeah. My grandfather, his oven hasn't been calibrated in a million years. <laughs> right. This guy. He just knows. And I don't like. He, he just knows. You couldn't find a measuring cup, teaspoon. You couldn't find right. a pot that actually fits shit in it. Like, <laughs> And it's crazy. Like he, you know, for my birthday every year, he makes rao encendido and camarón enchilado. That's every year. Oh. Right, those yeah. are my two favorite things in the world. Right, and then when I see him making the oxtail, it's just as someone that was trained in French cuisine, it's yeah. all wrong. Everything about Everything, it is wrong. Yeah. Everything about it is wrong. It's out of the pot. It's boiling. There's stuff flying <laughs> everywhere, and I'm just like, "Hey, lower that!" Yeah. Hey. No, just no, I want that. And I'm just like, <laughs> this 90-year-old yeah. guy is about yeah. to hit you with a yeah. fucking like right. can of galletas. Just so get out of the way. But I've forgotten more oxtail than you've seen. That's true. Right? That's 100% accurate. And, and you know what? When it hits the table, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. amazing. And the flan too, like measuring cup. Get yeah, out of here right. with that. And they it's make it on like, a coffee bah. can. I wrote about that. It's like, you know, make it a coffee can. Yeah, yeah. There's a what? restaurant here now that does that called Salau. See? A Cuban, a Cuban dude, like, he's... That's retro-acculturation. They're doing it like somebody's grandmother he's made. A good, he's a really good guy. Yeah. His food is very, like, it's, you know, deep-rooted Cuban, but, like, super fancy. It's called <laughs> Salau. 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 Así mismo. Yeah. Salau. S-A-L-A. Apostrophe O. Yeah. Yeah, like you do. And it's... um. Anyways, the fl- the flan, like, the fact that it's still perfect. He doesn't time it. He doesn't know what the temperature is. And it doesn't matter. It's okay, always so perfect. Cocina so I, de oído. Yes. So this... I uh, love that. 
if I wake up in the morning because I wake up very early and it's yeah. cold outside, yeah. I automatically send an email to my entire to everyone that works for me is like yeah. we're serving hot dogs and judo today. Oh, right? okay. Did so you do that on Wednesday? I did. Okay. I did. I did it on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. That was the first thing we did when I landed. I Wednesday still have the night. chocolate in my office. It's the only chocolate that he'll chocolate he'll ever use. Yeah. Yeah, it's the. Um, the yellow bar, the French yeah, one. The, yeah, is it French or is it the Spanish one? It's the French one. Yeah, okay. I don't. I couldn't tell you the name of it. I'll show. I'll bring it up. Um, and then you you grate it. Grate and, it. Yeah. And the whole nine and the yeah. whole thing. And cornstarch, you do. Yeah. No. You don't over cornstarch. No, it. we don't cornstarch. Okay. We don't. We don't. Do so that. that it doesn't. You know, his, it could I mean, be the his, foundation of a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his, I like it kind of thick. When yeah. people ask me what's in that hot chocolate, I'm always scared to tell them. Yeah. Oh man, because it's like. a like a million calories per yeah. three ounces. It's like a sugar. It's like a sugar bomb. Right? It's like well, so. It's condensed milk, evaporated milk, uh, milk, chocolate, yeah. butter. Yeah. Um. It's just it's wild. as God intended. Milk. Yeah. Milk. And then we make churros, right? Yeah. Um. So oh, let me clear this out of the way. Hey, Karen. <gasps> Oh my gosh! You brought spoons. That's beautiful. And then uh, this one over here is. Like our dessert staple. This is the only dessert that I can actually take credit for because we ha- have an incredible pastry chef that she does all the other real okay. fancy things. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But before she got here, uh, this is a candy cap mushroom flan. And being from California, that's where I learned about candy cap mushrooms. Whoa. Yeah. So candy cap mushrooms smell and taste like maple syrup. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we infuse it into the flan. On top is a sambuca crema and a coffee crumble. Uh, did I die? Am I in heaven? <laughs> Sometimes you forget how badass Mike is. Oh, and then come he on. comes out with a candy whatever mushroom. Pound and it. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, dig in. I don't want you to, you know. Dig in. We can edit all the empty spaces now. So, yeah, so if, they're, if I'm making noise over here, I'm trying to identify the flavors. And I don't know you told me what was in it, but it's like I'm tasting heaven. a feeling. That was weird, right? To just no, say that. I mean, that's, that's what our food is all about. Yeah, yeah. We want. We es que want... tiene como un sabor de como de carbón. Yeah. Did you? I don't, is this? I, is it, where's the anise? The sambuca was it here? It's in the crema. In, in the here, right? Because I taste is that it. what it is? So for some reason, I when I when, when I kept on thinking about this dessert after dinner drinks and like my grandfather with the snifter turned mm. up mm. with a coffee in it like lit on fire like that that kept on like yeah. reoccurring yeah. in my brain when i was thinking about this dessert and i was like you know how do we how do we make this a okay so, and now i need to go back four and a half years ago so okay. like four and a half years ago Dale. when we opened there yet i was like we're never going to serve a flan <laughs> you took a vow really i said i said we're never going to serve a flan because Everywhere in Miami has a flan, and then it's like, oh, but this guy's flan is better than this one. And for me, it's not about like whose is better. It's like what, which one do you enjoy the most? Right. I'm not trying to compete against anyone. Everyone's flan is fucking great. Flan is great. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but then uh, I was reminded about candy cap mushrooms. Yeah. From a trip I took to California eight years ago. Okay. That was the last time I was actually there. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, it wasn't. But that's when I discovered them. Okay. And a friend of mine, he worked at um, uh, a restaurant called Americano, and he was Wait, like... in downtown LA? Yeah. 
Been there. Yeah, yeah. It's right it's across the, from the... From it's in the, a weird artsy district. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, been it's there. It's right across from that uh, Fresh Market. Yeah. Which one is it called? The I don't remember. Yeah. It's been a but while. Anyways. I've been there. It's sketchy to go there. Is it? Yeah, it is. Well, it's probably not now. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> okay, anyway. I felt fine. All right, carry on. He was like, because I love ice cream sandwiches. Uh-huh. He was like, I have this ice cream sandwich. You have to try it. And I was like, okay, cool. So he brought it, and I started eating. I'm like, what is this? It's yeah. fucking amazing. So it's I the mean the whole thing, and he was like, yeah, there's mushrooms in it. And I'm like, what? No, there isn't. Yeah. So that, Did I? Yeah, so, <laughs> so he brought me like, you know, a handful of them. And I was like, I need to find more of these. So I bought more of them. I brought them home. And I never put them to work. Yeah. And then when we had a pastry chef leave a while ago, I was like, you know, I need to make, I need to make desserts that for me, like I can make. Mm-hmm. Flan I can make. Yeah. So that's, I was like, but it needs to be me. And I was like, well, what about candy caps? And then we tried a bunch of different variations. Candy caps are super expensive too. I mean, they're like crazy. <laughs> I never shopped for candy caps, but I know no, they I mean, existed. It was wild. It's wild how much they were. But anyways, I bought them and I mean, that, that thing got was on the front page of the paper. As well, it should be. And it, it was just, and it's incredible the... The response it got, because so many people were just like, you know, we've had flan. I mean, people have flan every day. Everywhere. Right? Yeah. Every day. Every day, everywhere. But here, I mean, it said a little bit more it's about a the story. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. It's, you know, it's like old guys in Guayaberas with cigars. I right? just, it always <laughs> resonates to me in like when I was that's like what, 10, 10 or 11 years old and I'm yeah. watching my grandfather like. Do his thing. You know, been eating and everyone's having fun and a good time. And then they're sitting there afterwards and yeah. then they're having dessert and they're having a slice of flan and a sambuca, the snifter turned up. All that's a very vivid memory for me. Uh, and th- this is how this I is translate. This is the expression it. of that. This is the expression of that memory. Oh my gosh. Perfect. This Ooh. is Chef Devin. I had nothing to do with this. She put this together. And when I <laughs> ate this the first time, I almost cried how good it was. Yes. Agreed. I almost cried when I had this. The affogato is There's like, tears. This is like. <laughs> yeah. But that's what food, that's what food is all about. Yeah. And I think that yes. when, you, when you talk about a younger generation of Cubans that's not scared to express themselves, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. Because if you look at it in the sample size of the country, nobody gives a fuck about Cubans. Because at the end of the day, everyone's like, well, we have a lot of tacos everywhere. What's another type of Hispanic food? Right. And for us, it's got a lot of meaning, but that's why we just were no so No one loud. understands. No one understands. And the minute that you tell them, oh, it's not spicy, oh, well, we have Jamaican patties. You know, oh. and it's like, it's a, if, <laughs> I don't even if you're saying is. the Caribbean is different, we have Caribbean. It's like, people don't quite. No, you know. I know. And then when you tell them empanadas, and they're like, well, that's like a Jamaican patty, right? And you're like, okay, you know what? <laughs> I mean, at, this part, at this point, but I'm here in here. Miami, Miami? no, everybody no. knows here. And it's like cafe con leche, latte. No, 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 igual. Ni se escribe igual. <laughs> you don't even order it the same from now and now you know. Right? Yeah. No, I really on. appreciate the what you've done with your blog for the last 13 years because that has paved the way for a lot of us to be able to do stuff like this. Really? Absolutely. <gasps> Thank you for saying so. There there's yeah. been plenty of people from Middle America that have probably come here because of influences that people like you have had over the last decade. Aww. If not, we would never be able to do this. Just like my former boss, Chef Norman. I mean, his food was 30 years ago when he started doing his food. And he was doing, I mean, he does plantain stuff, chicken breasts with uh, his black beans. And he's a, he's a guy from Illinois. Yeah. You know, so it's like he was introducing those flavors to the Keys. And, to you know, it's interesting. 
So yeah, this is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Like I have never. It was like an emotional moment. (laughs) Con la frita and these desserts are too bad. People are just listening to right. this. You know, yeah, like, but no, no. You're missing out. We're open seven days a week yeah, come from to- <laughs> 6 to 11 and 4 to 7 for happy hour. Taste the podcast. Come to Aaron. Taste the podcast. We're doing taste the podcast happy hour every day at 4 to 7. Okay. I love this. Tagline. Yeah. Flan a la mode. Can I tell you that I made flan soup before? Flan soup. I've done that. I've done that. Wait. Let me just... I need to just process that for a minute. Yeah. You made floop? Oh, my God. Flan soup. Flan soup, yeah. I served it with an olive oil cake and some other stuff. That and the flan soup was served table soup. Amazing. Did yeah. it make you happy? The flan soup? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I need mean, to, it was, that's a food. I'm going to ask that question every time. It was like, it was like, <laughs> my initial reaction was like, I can turn this into a batido. Yeah. Oh, true. Batido is one of my favorites. Mame is one of my favorite things. Is there Mame in California? Frozen. Oh. We can get it occasionally, but you got to travel and Maybe you got to want it. Actually, my favorite oh, food yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay, except for um, this is not a plug or anything. You can edit if you need to. Uh, I, plug all the things. <laughs> we plug okay, so no, I get every, yeah. every month I get a box from Melissa's Produce. who They're, okay. they're uh, in California. And they just send me whatever's in season Amazing. and let me just play with it. Like, do you do whatever you want? And then I'll I'll come up with a recipe. And sometimes it's a, a box of potatoes, whatever I want. So they sent me mame. And we, like, cut it up. We froze oh. it. We're going to make shakes. We went a little nutty with the mames. But I didn't post about it because it was very personal. Isn't that weird? Like I and I overshare. Oh my gosh, do I overshare online? But not this particular the mames. Uh, we took it, we loved it, and I thought, you know what? No, I'm not going to share about this. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so, it's the. I think it's the fruit that I'm like the most outlandish with. I want everyone to know everything. Oh, we you do? do? Yeah. See, we like we did we did a mame gazpacho. On the menu for like three, four months. Again, you just get, take a breath here so that I can like put, wrap my brain around it. But it was just, what? for me, it made what? it made a lot of sense because you could do like borscht. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like If you did bor- borscht. It was like a, a borscht but with mame. And for me, it made complete Kalindo, sense. Is that your childhood was mame? Yeah, my mom, Batuda mame, that's like, my mom, I love, mom, I love you, but she's a terrible cook. She's just like not oh very God. good. She doesn't listen to the podcast. It's fine. Okay. She's right. not a very good cook. I know, me llamo la señor, yeah. And I, but her batido mame and her café con leche also is like. That she can. Oh, really? So she can do those two things. Amazing. Amazing. Now in her older, like, she's got a little older, she like reads recipes and she like stuff, but. All very like Americanized things, chocolate yeah. chip cookies. Yeah, which is so great. it's like it's like the food that you grew up with. That's your comfort food. Yeah, right? that yeah. is what we're talking about here, right? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I remember that from my grandparents, not from my parents. not from your mom. Yeah, no, 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 not from mom or aunt or anyone but my grandparents. No. Sweet. So we can we don't have to make this the last thing, but I do want to make sure that we get into this. So we've referenced yeah numerous times that your blog is thirteen years old. Thank you. Talk a bit about uh, what trends you've seen come and go in just not even necessarily food, but just in blogging and social media, because that's been that's been your world. Yes. And you and you were in there 
I think what's interesting is that you were in that arena when substance was still like the most important thing, right? Yes. Like you couldn't just be like, oh, here's a picture. Because yeah. people would get there and be like, well, how do I make it? Where do I get it? Yeah, what is this and about? So talk a bit about like how you've seen that change around you and what you've gotten into, what you've rejected, what you see yourself doing in the future. Okay, so um, not to use the I word again, but you know, people will hire me to you know, show their product or do the thing with them now that I've been blogging. And I started blogging just to write about what I was doing with my family, with my kids. I'm homeschooling them, so I wrote a lot about that. But I'm also developing recipes that this sounds like it would taste good to me, you know. And I had to make my batido mame with frozen, you know. Yeah, like, what can I mean, you but do? that's like pretty normal. Yeah, so. I mean, for a lot of the, uh, even, so like for us, what we do during mame season is that we buy tons of mame, we process it, we and then you have it, to freeze, freeze it. it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I have the fresh ones. We did the same thing. We froze them so that we can use them again. However, so I started writing about my family and homeschooling my kids and what I was doing. So then, companies started looking for Latina bloggers, and so they lumped us into this group. And I always wanted to shake that off. That's not who I am. That's not my identity. I'm Cuban. You understand what I'm talking right. about. Yeah. Totally. totally. <laughs> right? So so for a while there, like Disney hired me to, you know, review some movies. So I got to meet a lot of the Avengers. That was kind of cool. That's cool. And That's I got cool. to go to, you know, Skywalker Ranch and meet George Lucas and wow. do a lot of stuff just because I'm a blogger. But it didn't fit my brand. And then just recently, I'd say in the last year, I'm trying to pull it back. It's like, you know what? Blogging now has become anybody can start a blog and get sponsors and just write posts. And it's just become some like a machine. They it's, turn a bu- it's a business. It's it a, is a business. It's like a dirty business. Yeah, it I'm is a dirty it. business. 100%. And so I thought, well, that's not what I want to do. I still want to write about my life. I want to write about my grandchildren. We uh, really are the, the coolest house on the block. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I'm that. Serious. I'm serious. So I want to write about that. What we do, the things that inspire me. Like I say, I gather... 12 weeks every summer, every Friday night, I'm gathering people and cooking for them, and we're mm-hmm. showing movies, and I want to write about that. Yeah. So I, I pulled it back, and so the only, you know, the sponsors now are like Café La Llave. Great. <laughs> they're my people. Yeah. And so that's who, like, okay, I'll do that. I just, I just uh, very recently, I said, I'm going to celebrate my 13 years in the blogosphere. So I started reaching out to Cuban businesses and said hey Santayana Jewelers do you want to do a giveaway on my blog yes we do as a matter of fact I'm going to plug in them right now this is the my big fat Cuban family collection of charms that's amazing arroz con pollo un pastelito el café violeta cajachina la colada that's incredible so when you go on their site you can look for my big fat Cuban family charms ahí Right, I'm so I'm gonna have to buy some of those. Come on now, right? Yeah. They, they have a, they have a, tons My of stuff. Brain is going crazy so I reached out to them, and they did not hesitate. We had never met in person. Did not hesitate. Oh, we have some, you know, caridad del cobre. Let's do it. Some other girl says, like, you're doing Cuban smelling soaps. Havana seventy eight. Found her online. 
would you be interested in doing a giveaway? Absolutely. What do you want? Cafe La Llave. I reached out to them. They sent me an, an espresso machine and cups and all this stuff to give away. So I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to stay in my lane because this is a great place to be. And the Cubans, like, we we are fierce about loving other Cubans, right? 100%. We are fierce about supporting what Cubans are doing. So that's what I'm doing now. That's And I'm kind of digging it, you know? I'm My grandchildren call me Huela. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, mm. and that's my hashtag. Hashtag Huela. call me Huela. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think that speaks to uh, a thing that we've talked about. Whenever the influencer thing comes up here, you know, we talk about all these like the, 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 the invitations to quote unquote collaborate. And I think you're an example of, of a thing that I bring up often is that there are people, even if they're in the minority, but there are people who money doesn't have to be changing hands. No. Like you, you bring something that really is of value, right? I, if I had something that I wanted Cubans to be aware of on yeah. the internet, yeah. you're where I would go. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do that, which I, you know, I'm so proud of that. And I, and I think that there is value. But again, it's because the, the value isn't there because of how many followers you have, because there are people who have more followers. Yeah. It's because the followers you have are there because there's substance and they feel like they have a relationship with you for real. Yes, they do. So I had today I was like a, my, a, my mom. My mom has <gasps> never. Your mom. Yeah, yeah. She, she may or may not be there. Let but me, like my let, mom Shout has out never, to Maggie. Shout my, out to Maggie. My mom has been in the <laughs> restaurant. Huh? Online I oh, do. Oh. <laughs> my mom has been in the restaurant business. She's like been a Cuban food fanatic. She caters. Yeah. And we've, we've been doing this. Pod, she has never in anything that. Actually, no, that's a lie. There are two people who she have ever like been in touch with professionally, uh, who she's wanted me to try to put her in touch with, and it's you and the band Old Dominion. That's it. <laughs> like those are the only two good, things good that she's ever Come said. Come on, like, yeah. great company. So, so anyway, that, I, I think that people who are listening, I know a lot of, I don't know whether influencers, li- yeah. but when. Whenever I offer a defense of, when I offer a defense of of online food media, Mata is the sort of person I have in mind as as an example of somebody who's doing something of value and of substance, and that really does have value to somebody else who may want to get into some kind of like a marketing thing with you because because the people you're bringing it's it's a high quality thing. If Thank I, you. If Thank I you. may. Go for, go you for may. It. I'm going to just give you permission. You've never asked for so much permission on the podcast. <laughs> I know. I like that. I know. <laughs> well, I'm just like, I agree with you 100% that there's, it's a case-by-case case thing. Sure. It's yeah. always a case-by-case case yeah, yeah. thing. There's people that have substance to them that actually care about a community yeah. that they speak towards. Like, you care about yeah. the uh, Cuban community and especially the one that has that loves food, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. And the, the reason why I'm so, like, everyone thinks I'm just being an asshole when it comes to, like, <laughs> uh, seriously, excuse my language, but everyone just thinks I'm being an asshole and that I'm being difficult or whatever. That's not the case at all. The case is, is I get Yelp-reviewed every day, right? Oh, yeah. So that means that everyone's fair game. Like for, for what you do for a living, like if you're if you're creating some kind of money into your pocket, then I can criticize what you do. And yeah. that's the way that's why this thing is like case by case. This is real. Like this if you want to talk about people that have influence, the person to my left here has real influence that actually touches people. I'm my sitting point to is his be left. like Marta. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hashtags, okay. Other hashtag. Other hashtag. Be like Marta. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's good. That's. Um, Which, by the way, another plug. Be like Marta. 
Uh, I have a meeting tomorrow with a cosmetic company. They want to name a red lipstick after me. That's incredible. I want to call it be, hashtag be like be Marta. Marta. Okay, carry on. No, you I'm may good. now. Call me no, you I'm may. good. I'm call good. Me <laughs> call, call me Wella. <laughs> be like Marta. Right? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> okay, carry on. Sorry, no, I, I interrupted. That's all. That's all I had. Do we want to do we want to start no. the wind down here and get into the our love to the shameless plugs and all the things? Okay, so so or three things. Yeah, so so we. We like to end the podcast. Yes, with, do we, we? kind of go around the horn, mm-hmm. uh, and everybody recommends. It could be anything. It could be a movie you saw, a dish you had, a book you oh read. Oh, my gosh. There's so much pressure. And we can, oh, we can, we can put a cut in here. We can okay, cut. Okay. You know, right, um, right. We can go like... We you can, ready? You ready to roll? I actually have some things this time. Oh. I never have any. Because <laughs> all I do is work, so I don't know. But okay, so uh, do you guys have any things? I have a recommendation. I went uh, last night. I heard the Pepe Montes Conjunto at uh, at Ball and Chain and Solid Live. Time. They are phenomenal. Pepe Montes himself is a pianist, an extremely Pepe. extremely talented pianist. Um, I was l- watching him play, and I couldn't believe what he was doing, which is the the best feeling when I'm I know someone. that's impressive. When I'm watching someone do their thing, and they, they he's doing it very easily, or seemingly Effort, very effortlessly, effortless. yeah. and it's like you're doing very wild things that I know what you're doing, and you don't look like you're doing such hard things. But there, and, and it sounded great, and I had a, a great time um, with friends. And uh, there you go, Pepe Montes conjunto. Wow, good stuff. Yeah, you go. Uh, so I'm going to recommend a, a YouTube channel called My Mechanics, and it is a very weird YouTube channel. Uh, I showed Carlos some of this. This is uh, a guy who does restorations of especially old hardware. So, for example, I sent one to Andy Jambarba. He was very impressed with this. The guy takes his old, old, rusty, antique coffee maker and yeah. just makes it like if it was new out of the box. Wow. Uh, coffee grinder. Coffee grinder, I'm sorry. An old antique coffee grinder. There's another one. Like so if you... Like watching things that, like, it's very satisfying seeing this yeah. old rusty stuff suddenly be new Come and restored and painted like if it was, uh, so anyway, My Mechanics, if that's, if you want to go down that YouTube rabbit hole. Uh, and crazy. also, second YouTube rabbit hole, uh, I was, I'm, a, I'm an MMA fan, uh, and so I was watching some Russian MMA on YouTube and ended up, like, two steps removed, uh, watching some team full armor medieval fighting this what? is a thing that what happens apparently these guys are beating the shit out of each other it's like um de gente in a r- space about the size of this room and everybody's in full like like knight armor with shields with shields and swords and axes and shit. it's crazy uh, wow. it looks like a terrible wow. idea but it's a good idea to this watch this kind of scares rather, me just I'd a little bit a cuban block yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and there were national teams. There were national like these oh, wow. like teams traveled to this place from There's all over. Teams? And I was thinking, wait until Cubans find out about oh, this. No wow. Oh, when there's a Cuban team, oh my god, a Cuban night team? Are you kidding me? Just you wait. That's crazy. Argentina, I think, was the only Latin country that had a that had a team in there, which makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and the Mexicans. Mexico was in there. Yeah. So anyway, I don't, I don't, I don't know about the team names. The things. Yeah, what you got? So I went to dine at a place called Silver Lake Bistro. It's in North Miami Beach. Very good. I recommend it highly. It's from the same uh, couple that owns La Fresa and Hialeah. So if you've been there, go to Silver Lake. It's just very, very good. 
Um, what are the other? Th- I had some other things. Should we come back to you? Yeah, come back, come back. I just. Oh my know. gosh, I don't even know where to start to we like have, sort I mean, to you know, recommend whatever. It could be L.A. places. It doesn't have to be local. Maybe yeah, okay. maybe people. We have a big know. following. There's so much in pressure right now. Yeah, we Do have you? a big, yeah, big following. What's going on there? Salinas. Yeah. 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 Science. We're also we're also Big the also. yeah we're also the yeah the number one podcast among uh, traveling Cuban American nurses in Minnesota. Uh, what really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. These aren't things we're making up. Uh, These are this is according to my research, at least. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, I, I tr- <laughs> trust and, it. And the, and the one Cuban American nurse traveling to Minnesota. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I think we've cornered the market on the one. The one. You're and the so one. So we're yeah. number one in that demo. It's up from there. I always yeah. try to the give you love when I can. You know, <laughs> like who's watching and what's your mom doing is what I want to know. But uh, I don't even know where to start recommending. So, hi. Hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hi. <laughs> What? Where did you go? It's not like, like my mom. Okay, no, I got to tell you, like Santayana Jewelers, they're, they, the thing is the Pandora Charms. So it's a little flat bracelet, and then they make all the Cuban charms. They bring the Cubanity to oh, the charms. Right? Yeah, so I'm wearing one right now. I wish you could see it, but you can see it if you go on their website, Santayana Jewelers, right? You know, I'm working it now. I'm working it. You go on their website and you type in my big fat cube as seen on my big fat Cuban family. And there I am with this collection. You need this in your life. I'm just telling you. If you're Cuban, this is the way to represent. Am I right? Oh, you're 100%. Representing super hard. 100% right. So, did you figure out what your things were? No, right. I don't. I don't remember. I'm just because I'm actually I'm traveling tomorrow, so my brain is like fried. Where are you going? I'm going to Washington D.C. Oh, what man. are you doing, in Washington D.C.? If going, I may ask, if I may, I'm literally going to D.C. just to eat. I have uh, four dinners scheduled in two days, four lunches. Where? Three late night happy hours. Do you know? Yeah, I'm going to Bresca, Kith and Kin, Roses Luxury, um, Reverie. Uh, Sushi Taro, uh, Astoria. Uh, are you doing this to get inspiration? Where are you invited? Did who? No, yeah. no, I I do this. Uh, I feel like the only chance I get to like actually take a complete day off is when I'm out of the state. So, <laughs> so I'm like, leaving the state, and I do this with certain people from my team every four months or so to get so, in, for you know to get just to like freshen up like you know like see what other people that i believe are that we should be in their league or we are in their league like yeah. see how everyone else is playing the game um to continue to push ourselves to be a better company overall and i to love continue that to about be you. Like, yeah i mean i want us to be the best in awesome. the in the country not just in the city so we need to see what other people are doing i mean i eat out Every week, do you here? Yeah, I love. Do you eat here? In my, she in my said own, it out loud. In my own restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't. I can't. I get anxiety. And really? Because, yeah, I want to get up and I want to fix things that I see wrong. I want to go cook for myself. I want to. I can never like sit down and like. This is probably your grandfather when you're trying to say, "Oh, don't yeah, do it that way." Yeah, yeah. yeah There's same a good thing. chance. Well, it's like you know, I, Chugs. I'll go by there to just grab coffee, and I'll yeah. end up like going back there and flipping pancakes. And I'll end up waiting on people or clearing tables or washing dishes or whatever. It's just like, I don't know. I, I like this. That's part of the part of the job that I really like. Yeah. Like running the business is fun and that's cool. Yeah. But it's not for me. What I really enjoy is like, okay, we need to 
cook for the next four hours or we need to provide great service today. Yeah. We need to okay. So, it. yeah. So you want to get it right. I like getting in there. So I can't eat in my own. I can, but I'm never, it's never comfortable for yeah. me. I feel uncomfortable. That's interesting. It's fascinating to me. Yeah. So uh, we're going to D.C. so I don't have to actually work. Is this like in- tomorrow? When you yeah, tomorrow morning. It's okay. in the morning. All right. I got yeah. a recommendation for you. Great. Oh. <laughs> Shelly's Back Room is two, yeah. about two blocks east of the White House, and it's one of the only places left you can smoke indoors in D.C., and it's a full restaurant and bar. Shelly's Back. Shelly's Are back. you where that communist, uh, the communist uh, no. restaurant guy is? That's in D.C., yeah. Uh, Casta's. Should I go there and just go to Casta's and, yeah. and be like, you're a bunch of fucking communists? Yeah, just make sorry. sure you, okay, make sure you, a, make sure you get a little video, though. I'm real, yeah. I'm real, I get real, I get real emotional. About the communists? Nah, he's got like a, Los what does he have? A big, he, has a big, Wait. he has a big uh, Hashtag. mural of Che. And it's like, yeah, he's got like yeah. a Che what? image in there and a Celia Cruz. It's yeah. a lot it's of... It's like they're confused. Of, yeah, they don't know. Those two don't belong there. Yeah. No, but the guy's Cuban. The guy's Cuban. He's Cuban. He pretends not really? to know. He's pretending not to know. Yeah, that's because he knows, you know, like of the shirt, if people like it, it's fucking dumb. It'll bring people in. Yeah, truly. I'm with you on that. Yeah. All right. So... Before he gets too worked up. Okay, go, okay. go. So the last thing we always do is, Another our, one. is our shameless plugging. And this is where you plug yourself. Where do people find you online? Where do <gasps> social media? Okay, Just that I can do. Do all the plugs. Okay. Is it time? It's your, you go first. Okay. It is right. time. So you can find me online, obviously, my big fat Cuban family.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram, my big fat Cuban family on Instagram. On Twitter, I'm. Smart Cuban, but with no vowels. S M R T Q B N. So smart. There it is. Por se, a ver si, if you're paying attention. What's that? Smart Cuban. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me online, and you know what? If anybody, if anybody is listening, I reach out to me. I'm really, I like to respond, and I like when people reach out, and and you know, I want to hear. If anybody heard any of our stories tonight, right. just, you know, I want to know about it. We have at least 22 people that listen. One in really? And one in Maine. Yeah. Well, if I'm in a car, I'll listen. But, uh, you know, yeah. I work at home. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I never ram so too bad. Yeah, but I never <laughs> That's not important right now. <laughs> just subscribe. Come on. Uh, all right. And so you want to do your plugging? Yeah. Shame. All yeah. the things. Um, Ariette's open seven days a week. Um, dinner. And brunch only. We have happy hour every day from 4 to 7. Brunch is Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 3. And dinner is from 6 to 11. Nave, right now, only open for dinner starting on the 16th of December. We will be opening for lunch from 11.30 to 3. Five days a week. Monday through Friday. Friday. A new thing. Yeah, a new thing. Impressive. Uh, Chugs continues to chug along uh, (laughs) seven days a week uh, from 7 in the morning to 8 o'clock at night. Serving breakfast all day with pastelitos, croquetas, and your favorite pancake. And um, you can. We do. We do have Ramon Sindio, and we will forever. Wow. Yeah. And boom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And um, my personal is Pig Inc., P I G I N C. There's going to be more information soon for stuff, new stuff happening. Good stuff. Uh, Ariet's doing uh, Chinese Christmas. We talked about that last time. Chinese Christmas on the twenty fifth. Five, uh, yeah, five family style courses. I leave on 55, Tuesday. Sorry, we'll mail them to you. All Fifty-five right. dollars. <laughs> Nave is doing the seven fishes on Christmas Eve. That's the Italian thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Italian. 
Um, and Chugs will be serving pastelitos like usual. Check it out. So, uh, and now <laughs> for the final set of plugs, you can find Pancom Podcast at Pancom Podcast on all of the social media things. DadeMag.com slash Pancom Podcast. And if you want to support what we're doing with as little as a buck a month, you can go to Patreon.com slash Dade Mag. So this would be supporting not Patreon. just Pancom Podcast, but all of the things. Patreon.com. He's all perpetually Patreon. confused. Cookbooks. Super confused. So, sorry. Weren't we going to give away some yes, cookbooks? Yes, yes. So, so Patreon.com. Through the end of December, the, at the end of December, we'll do a drawing among all people who have pledged during December. And someone there will win a signed copy of Michael Schwartz's Genuine Pizza. And then we'll, in January, we'll do a giveaway with Marta's cookbook. My big fat Cuban family. Thank uh, you. And, yeah, and we're we'll, all we're all hoping for Mudda's cookbook. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're a little jab there. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. Michael, you're the best. yeah, you can edit this, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think with that, I think we're good. I think we're done. How's that feel? How was this? Well, that was, that was, was that okay? It was great.